Welcome to Sinner Saint Sister. I'm Allison Sullivan, and this is a podcast about sometimes saving the world and sometimes just surviving in it. In the next hour or so, we will nurture our friendships, explore our joy, shake our fists, all while trying to serve our God, and most likely, all while wearing pajamas. I hope you hear something that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Sinner Saint Sister. Trust your struggle. I like these words put together. Trust your struggle. I read them a few years ago and they've stuck with me because if life hasn't gotten hard already, it eventually will. The good news is that then it won't again, and then it will again, and then it won't again, and then it will again. But when things get hard, what I've noticed is that there's usually someone there perfectly placed, I suspect, taking me by the shoulders and saying, I know this hurts and this is real, but it won't last. Not like this, because things always get better. I have found that I usually argue a bit and say something like, oh yeah, how's it going to get any better? Because I'm having a hard time picturing the situation ever changing and that feels like a loss to me. And if this loss isn't something that I'm ever going to gain, how could it possibly get any better? Hmm? And then that perfectly placed person usually says something along the lines of, well, aren't you a treasure? Listen, sister, you're right, but here's the deal. This weight that you are carrying right now, you may always carry it. That's true. Your situation may not change, but it's that one day you're going to find that you've gotten a little better at carrying it, and the next day, even better, until one day it's hardly cumbersome at all. It's just something you can unpack if you care to in order to admire the person that it has turned you into. You can look back if you want to, to look at who you were before it, and then you can compare the thickness of the character of who you are now to who you used to be. So plain and simple, perfectly placed people will tell us that we will climb hills and that when we are climbing hills, we can be sure that soon there will be a clearing. It's coming. And there's going to be someone beside us. Maybe it's a dear, dear friend and confidant. Or maybe it's a complete stranger pointing out how the hills are important, how well we're climbing them, what it looks like just ahead. A sweet voice right behind us telling us that our worry or our loss or our sadness or our anger, whatever the hills are making us feel, it's a necessary feeling. And that we can and we will get to the top of this mountain in the view, it's worth it. They will help us find patience in our climb. We are being sharpened, they will remind us. We are learning something that we need, they will say. And for me, I can't decide which is sweeter. The encouragement from someone who loves me with a vengeance, who knows my heart's insides, who translates what I mean when I'm at a loss for words, or the message of a complete stranger, someone who knows nothing about me, someone who took a risk to jump off script. I have many examples of both over the years, These are two of my favorites. When you have a baby without medication, I hear it's brutal with drugs too. So listen, whenever it is that you pass a human, there comes this moment where you are certain that you're going to die. It feels impossible to go on. And sadly, 
it doesn't feel worth it because you see you've lost sight of glory after pain. You have forgotten that after turmoil, resurrection comes, it does come. So you look over at the person who's in the delivery room with you, whoever's nearest. It doesn't really matter who, your husband, your doula, your mom, your sister-in-law, and you take them by the collar and you stare into their eyes so that they know that you really mean it. And you gnash your teeth and you growl into their face, I can't do this. And you have never meant anything more acutely in your whole life. And it's the sweetest thing. It's cosmic really. But inevitably, the person who you have in your grips always says the same thing. I'm certain it's a Holy Spirit moment. They look you hard back in the eye and they say, sweetie, you are doing it. This is it. You're doing it. Times can be dire. Our world, sometimes it feels on fire. We're not getting the sleep that we should. Our hearts are broken. But the Lord places precious people in our lives to love us well right when we need it, to remind us who we are to point out our strongest attributes. When it feels like all we can do is take the next breath, they lovingly convince us that that is just right and plenty. Or maybe he'll just use the stranger who's closest. This is my other example. I was at Target one day many, many years ago. I had three kids. All of them were very young and close together. I was wearing some yoga pants and some spit-up. And at the time, they didn't have those little mini bus carts that fit the whole baseball team, so I had the littlest strapped to me while the other two sat in the cart, except after navigating Target, the baby was kind of cattywampus in my sling, and he looked like a rag doll in there. I'd like for you to have a visual of what my person looked like. I couldn't notice because I was trying to keep Amelia from playing under the elderly woman's long skirt who was standing in front of us in the checkout line. It started innocently enough. She reached out to just barely touch it. Then she liked the texture of it, so she grabbed it and rubbed it on her cheek, and then she decided she wanted to wrap herself in it, and now she was working her way underneath it. Meanwhile, my son had shoplifted some gummy worms. When I saw them and put them back, he flipped out, so one was screaming, one was barely surviving in the sling, and Amelia was about to dance a lady's skirt off, and I was pouring sweat. I looked quickly at the checkout line to see exactly who was a witness to all of this, so I knew just how embarrassed to get and exactly what I could get away with as I disciplined my kids without authorities being involved. I caught eyes with one horrified middle-aged woman. She was horrified, I tell you. I had lost a flip-flop in the process, and she was staring at my bare foot. When she saw me looking at her, she quickly darted her eyes away and pretended to read a magazine cover. But the woman behind her, she was kind of chuckling. And when we met eyes, she laughed louder and said, Honey, I have three kids and they're all at school and all I have to say is better you than me. Here, here's your shoe. And that one, she said, pointing to Amelia, she's my favorite. I immediately wanted to have lunch with her and tell her my secrets. I thanked her for lightening the moment. And she acknowledged again how what I was doing was hard. She adjusted my sling so the baby sat a little less wonky. And then she assured me it gets easier. And I walked to my car feeling seen and understood and encouraged. Both interactions I describe are approximately 30 seconds long, but life-changing in their own ways. Here I am years later remembering them both once again, stirring up much-needed strength in my soul. And I feel certain that it is encouragement that keeps minds clear, hearts buoyed, and missions focused. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world from the book of John. 
listen. Plans fail. Visions dim. Enthusiasm wanes. Bodies wear out. We are promised suffering. And without encouragement, without the heart-lifting words and actions of others, where would we be? I think I know feeling unloved, feeling unimportant, feeling overwhelmed, feeling confused. It's encouragement that helps us to trust our struggles, that reminds us that we all face, no matter what it is, it is directly under His control. It's encouragement that pushes us, pulls us, ushers us to the tops of the mountains that we face. We need each other to climb well, sisters. Encourage on. From the book of Psalms. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. This is my friend Ashley. We've been friends for three years. She is purposeful in prayer, mighty in spunk, and simply one of my favorite people to laugh with. The Lord has done great things for me with her encouraging friendship. Ashley. Hello. Hi. Um, you were a season regular last season because, um, I wanted you in many episodes mm -hmm. all the time, always. Thanks. Because I, I like how you wrap things up for me, mm. Ashley Jenkins. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're just such a good person to process with. Oh, thank you. And there are so many things that I love about you. Um, you are real, you are funny, you are incredibly honest and candid. I appreciate your sassiness. Uh, <laughs> 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 it delights me Thank greatly. You. It delights me greatly. And so our friendship is one that is important to me um, to nurture and um, invest in. So thanks. I thanks for way. being my friend. Sassy beget sassy so you and me <laughs> two peas in a pod we are sassy together yes um so you know I like to start out each podcast talking a little bit about our friendship because yes this podcast is topical you know we kind of take on a, a topic head on mm -hmm. uh, week after week but also I like for it to display different types of friendship because we have different types of friendships in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, there might be somebody who we've known since we were six months old and we don't necessarily talk every day and we wouldn't necessarily be friends uh, today if we met, but we have longevity and we've watched each other grow up. And you and I are actually kind of new friends, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, yeah. on the scale of life. Yeah. And so we've been friends for, I don't know, how long is it? Three years? Three years. Three years, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. But um, it was fast and furious for me. Like Agreed. you're just a soul sister. Yeah. And so um, what is it about our friendship that um, made you all in? Oh, golly. Well, I think the very first connection was that we have similar histories as far as what our spouses do. Yes. And so we sort of walked some of the same road Yes, with medical school, residency, living far away mm -hmm. in residency, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then moving closer to home. So being broke. Was, be, oh, being <laughs> broke as a joke, right? 
Oh my gosh. Living in super cold places, <laughs> yes, being frozen yes, all the time. Yes. Um, being really sad about so, that. So yes. So I feel like there was a connection there that we mm-hmm. could just commiserate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you are a spirit that I am drawn to because you love well, mm, I feel like you. you're fierce in that. <laughs> and, um, I love you, that. Yeah. Thank you. It just, I was really drawn to you. You know, did I even ever tell you this story? Like when we, well, we met that one time at the Chick-fil-A. Remember? Uh-huh, uh-huh. We got that connection. Yeah. Um, I think we were both very pregnant. But yeah. Well, yes. Is that true? I was uber pregnant and yeah. you were like cute pregnant. Oh gosh. I was like a <laughs> house. No, you swallowed a basketball. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Oh my gosh. No, you're. Dead. I don't know. It was, it was a hot mess that day. But, um, but then when we started working out at the you gym together. You were wearing together, shorts. That's probably true, but it's hot as balls in Texas, everyone. It's hot. <laughs> I, have not worn, hot. No, I have not worn shorts oh since gosh. 1994. <laughs> Circa. Which? <laughs> Circa. Um, but we started working out at the gym together uh-huh. and I could just see that people were drawn to you because oh. you were just, you were just a light. You were just a joy. You were just oh. fun and funny. And I... Okay, this is gonna sound stalkery. Yay. But I was like, no, this she's gotta be a friend. And not just a friend, but like a good friend. Mm. And so I just started praying that the Lord would like intersect our paths or yeah. like get us like opportunity. I wanted opportunities just to oh. show you that I loved you. And oh, um so you were doing thankful. dust, remember? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember offering to help with dust and then yes. I got crazy flu or whatever. Yeah. But you were gonna take me up on that and I thought, okay, oh, I'm in. For sure. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> she wants me to help out oh. with that. I I'm love in. it. I yeah. love it so much. Well, I, I remember you from the gym too, because, um, I like to complain while I work out. Mm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and sure. you were just such a fun person to struggle alongside. Oh my gosh, because it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, but you know, the other thing too, that made me fall in love mm. with you, that made my heart tender towards you mm. is we had, we shared a conversation while working out, you know, in the middle of burpees. And I think that after it was all said and done, you had a little bit of speaker's remorse, like maybe a little bit of like a vulnerability hangover. Like I might've said too much. Yeah. And because we didn't quite know each other well enough yet, you sent the, I love you so much. You sent this very (laughs) long explaining text. I it remember was, that. It was super long. It was like the length of my forearm. <laughs> it's before Boxer. It was, in, yeah, 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 introduced. So you send me this long text where you're like explaining and re-explaining what you meant. And I hope it didn't sound this because what I really meant was this. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this girl because I know this feeling. Mm. I know that this is my, this is my home base. Yes. <laughs> where it's yes. like. I meet someone, I feel a connection, and now you know all my secrets, and I'm not really sure if that was wise. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. And so I sent you a text back that was also the length of a forearm, and here we are. Yeah. I love you so much. I love you too. Okay, so we're going to talk about encouragement today. Great. And um, that was so encouraging, the way you just said great. (laughs) Um, Ready. So for listeners, um, when I decided that having written a book and the books being in boxes by my back door, just hanging out, wasn't quite good enough. Mm -hmm. Like if the Lord pushed my hand to write this book, then I should probably try to get it into other people's hands. I had that conviction and it was a terrifying conviction for me because I was pretty happy with them in boxes by my back door (laughs) (laughs) and I can give them to the kids one day. (laughs) It'd be nice if they were like sent to lovely women in China and translated some lovely women in China could know the Lord, but I wouldn't ever have to deal with it here. Right. And um, 
when I had that conviction that whatever the Lord has me doing, I'm to be doing with my whole heart. And that probably means working to get these out. I knew that I couldn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought and I prayed about people that I wanted alongside me as I worked to do that because I knew that it would be uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. And you were one of the very first people that came to mind. And when I look at that group now, that's a, it's a precious group to us because I gathered this group together. We had a meeting and then everyone fell in love with everyone else. How cool is that? That happened at my wedding too, by the way, with my bridesmaids. And I was, I know it was so great. That's awesome. Um, But anyways, so everyone fell in love with each other. And then, and so now we have just this very tight little circle of, of committed prayer and, and, mm-hmm. and encouragement. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the people that the Lord brought to my mind, what I realize about all of you um, is that y'all are natural encouragers. And so somehow my spirit knew without my brain knowing that's what was important mm-hmm. was encouragement as we go along, the Bible tells us that without encouragement, we will be deceived by sin. That's right. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. And so without it, we're just going, you know, sin can, you know, spirals down into discouragement and stealing passion and stealing joy and, you know, getting off of our paths. That's right. So there was something that my spirit knew that Mm. that was necessary. That's good. And I love that you wanted to talk about this because you're so good at it. Like you are such a good person for this episode. Thanks. Well, it was easy to encourage you as you started the rock, paper, scissors journey because it was evident that the Lord was on this and Mm. had anointed you to do it. So Mm. that was that was a no brainer, you know, <laughs> and you. then I feel like he's just opened door after door for you as far as, you know, speaking and this podcast. So the encouragement is easy. Mm. It, it continues to flow just because it's exciting to be part of that journey mm. and to be part of what the Lord is doing mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. because I myself could never write a book. It's just not a gifting of mine. I'm not being self-deprecating. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's not my gifting, yeah. but I feel very confident that the Lord has called me to be on the journey with you as an encourager. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. makes me feel part of the team, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like I don't feel any less valued because right. I didn't write the book. But when we're all working for the Lord's glory, it doesn't matter if you're the author, right. if you're the encourager, if you're uh, the you're part of it. Okay, so. don't you feel like one of the the keys to being able to sincerely encourage another is having some confidence with what he's called you to do? For sure. Like I can encourage someone else on their path when I feel good about my path. Absolutely. When I, you know, I, I think that's an important part. Yes, it is. When we're not constantly looking side to side going. Right. You know, yeah. And honestly, I don't feel like I got there until my 30s. Like, I oh, don't know. Yeah. I feel like that takes, I mean, I wish that I could say that I'd had more confidence in who the Lord created me to be when yeah. I was younger, but I just feel like it's hard yeah. when you're young. Yeah. But yes, as I've gotten older and I've gotten more confident in who the Lord has created me to be. Mm-hmm. It's yes, it's been a lot easier to encourage others yeah. in in what their giftings are. Well, I always joke that <laughs> I wanted so desperately to be a cheerleader. I wanted it so bad. It still blows my mind that you weren't. But I was on newspaper stuff. <laughs> hey, we've all got a story like that, okay? I'm not going to divulge mine here, but maybe after a few cocktails at a mini episode, I'll let you know what I did. But, you know, I I'm certain that I wasted so many I let so many moments pass me by because yeah. I was wishing to be something else exactly. instead of what I was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what are some good aspects of encouragement? Um, how can, how can we be good? What are, talk to me. 
Yeah. Well, first, I'd like to put out a disclaimer that I don't think that I have all the knowledge on encouragement by any means, but um, I feel like I have had some examples in my own life of people who encouraged me well. Mm. And so I just took from that. And as I've matured in my faith, I feel like I've been able to implement those with some others. But um, I think as a believer in, in Jesus, starting from a place of of humility and of the Holy Spirit's leading mm-hmm. so to make sure that it's encouragement and not flattery, that I'm not mm. saying something um, because it benefits me, mm-hmm. you know, but that I'm saying something because it benefits and glorifies the Lord. Mm. So wow, um, that's a really important I think, distinction. Yeah. I think, if it's about you, it's just something else. Exactly. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I, it's yeah, something it's, else. It's worthless. I mean, it should yeah. be burned up. In the fire. Um, But yeah, when it's from the Lord, then it glorifies him. Um, I had a sweet friend in Michigan. That's where we lived during Adam's residency. And she was so in tune with the Lord. And and I really admired her walk with Jesus. Um, And I remember distinctly that one year on my birthday, she just sent me a text message. But the words that she was using to encourage me and call out characteristics in me I knew them to be truth from the Lord because I just knew how connected she was to him. Mm. And so it was one of the first times that I read those words, read kind things about myself that I didn't Mm. scoff at that. And Mm. I didn't say, she's just saying that. Or, oh, this is just a birthday text. So she just feels like she has to say nice things. But I was able to say, wow, she really sees in me that I am kind-hearted or mm-hmm. fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember now, mm-hmm. but um, it spoke to my spirit in a cool way. And what that allowed me to do was glorify the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that this is how you've created me mm. and that this is how my friend sees me. Mm. So in encouraging others, I think that it's important to ask the Lord for that guidance and yeah. how we can encourage others yeah. and what he wants us to say to wow. them and not what we want to say. Okay. So I hear two things out of mm-hmm. that. Number one, her encouragement to you was specific. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a neat aspect that's of, mm-hmm. you know, just instead of these broad strokes, mm-hmm. you know, but really getting specific with things. And the other thing is um, when you open yourself up, because it is a potentially vulnerable thing, sure. this act of encouragement, you know, speaking these words, mm-hmm. um, you allow yourself to be an instrument of the Lord and who wouldn't want to be that? What an right. honor. Right. What an right. honor. Mm-hmm. But you're also, as an instrument of the Lord, you you don't know what the end result is. How many times have you either offered encouragement and somebody said, you have no idea. You know, I was just praying about X, Y, Z, or I'm having a really bad day Mm -hmm. or, you know, so, or how many times have you experienced that yourself? Right. I can't tell you, um, the perfectly timed emails from, you know, whether it's a college girl that heard me speak somewhere or whatever, but these, you know, a text from you or, you know, just these perfectly timed messages. Mm -hmm. And so that reminder of that this is a divine happening. Yes. Not just an urge. That That's right. You, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think you're right about this, the specificity. Is that mm-hmm. a word? It is. Yeah. I think you're right. That's, um, that's important because the, I feel like the broad strokes just don't do a lot mm-hmm. to our hearts, yeah. you know, yeah. but speaking truth, you know, as far as becoming that divine instrument too, I think that without encouragement, our hardships, the things that are that are difficult for us in life, 
seem a little more meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone's encouraging you in the middle of a of a rough time, it can I don't know. I feel like it brings like some meaning or some purpose or something, but mm-hmm. without encouragement in the middle of that, like what am I doing? What's what's going on again? Right. You know, I right. feel like so many times our loved ones or friends or people who are so for us can um change that shift, you know, mm-hmm. can change our perspective in the middle of mm-hmm. difficult times. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Especially with women. You know, I had an experience with um a an employee of Walmart. I was at a customer service desk mm-hmm. and um just trying to return something I don't even remember. And this sweet girl got a phone call and I could tell that it was a personal phone call mm. um, just because the way she was talking. But she'd apparently just received some extremely bad news. Mm. Um, and for whatever reason, I had to stand there and wait for a good a good bit. And she was just, she hung up the phone and was just processing this news to herself. I mean, just internally, I could see the turmoil. And I really strongly felt the Holy Spirit just say, you need to encourage her. You need to say something to her. And I kind of fought it because... You know, that can feel really uncomfortable, really awkward. Um, Finally, I just said, I can tell that you've gotten some bad news. I would love to pray for you or for your family. And she said, that would be great. My, this is my name. If you could just pray for this person. Mm. And that was it. And then she had to leave because it was Mm. that urgent. And I had, you know, I was done. Um, And so I don't know how that ended, you know, and I've prayed for that family a number of times since, but, uh, but the Lord was glorified. I feel like, you know, it's really cool because you could have been upset about waiting Mm -hmm. and you could have been tapping your toe instead of noticing emotion on her face. Yeah. You know, so I feel like so much of those types of encouragements when it's not necessarily, um, intimate friendship encouragement. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I notice this about your character and here's how I see God moving in your life. And here's how I want to keep you on track to glorify him. But when it's those, those stranger encouragements, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to avoid them because a, they might think you're nuts. Yep. They might tell you to mind your own business. Um, you know, that really requires you not only being present to, I'm not just mad about waiting, but there's a level of of bravery mm. in, involved too. Mm-hmm. You know, Seth um, will often pick people up in his car. If okay. He can give them rides if Lovely. the kids and I are not. I mean, honestly, if Seth is ever missing, that's what happened. Like <laughs> he picked up someone and something ran awry. Okay. Um, so he's always giving people rides and he developed um, a friendship with um, someone it was an international student who was from Africa okay. and um, we just sparked up a relation. One thing kind of led to another, you know, with Seth giving him a ride and where do you go to church? And he went to our church. And so oh, cool. we saw him there and we invited him over. He's an international student. He doesn't have family. And, um, and, you know, inviting him over, Hmm. Was it the most comfortable thing in the world? Nope. Right. W- when he came over, and um, English is very much his second language. And I ran out of questions about 10 minutes in. <laughs> sure. And, you know, um, was it the most, you know, comfortable thing? Was that the most pleasant exchange? No, not really. But you know what? The Lord was pleased. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we followed this tug in our hearts um, to do what he asked us to do mm-hmm. in that moment. And so there, there's that level 
of being okay mm-hmm. with being uncomfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the end result is that the Lord is glorified and that's yeah. all you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Wow. I feel like if if people haven't had this experience or, you know, felt that tug, I feel like all you, and you follow Jesus, all you need to do is ask. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit. You had to pray specifically is, for that. Yes. The, the Holy Spirit will absolutely place these things on your hearts. Um, I, I feel like I'm a little bit more sensitive to it when I know that I'm going to encounter non-believers mm. when I go, you know, get my hair done or go to the dentist or whatever. Not that these people are not believers, but <laughs> <laughs> who's your dentist, <laughs> Ashley? <laughs> we know. What um, you but I feel like the Lord, when I, when I ask specifically just to find ways to encourage these people, he never, ever lets me down on that, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes the, uh, the encouragement that I'm able to offer is just to be a listening ear. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're sitting in that hair chair for a long time. Right. I don't know if you've seen these gray roots, but <laughs> there's a lot. And um, so, you know, one time in, in particular, it was just a listening ear. And then I think what I said, probably one line at the very end, but I felt like I walked out of there and the Lord was glorified. Yes. You know? Yeah. So he's, he's, that's his desire for us to mm-hmm. encourage one another. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to take, you know, these things that are either popping into your mind or, to take them as divine instruction instead of just, oh, I had that idea. Because it's yes. so much easier to ignore if you're like, oh, I just randomly thought of this person. Mm-hmm. That's strange. I'm going to take my left turn now and keep driving or whatever. Right. But no, no, the Lord brought this person to mind. I'm right. going to pull over real quick and I'm going to send a text right. because the Lord did this. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of that level of of seriousness too, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you're really making encouragement, uh, and disciplined part of your life. And I think, you know, that's another thing maybe to think about too, is that for some people this comes more naturally Mm -hmm. and then other people need to make it a discipline. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think you're a natural encourager. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, considering the world that we're living in and the lives that we're leading with disease and illness and financial stressors and a chaotic pace of life and our government and poverty and, you know, all of these things, like the world is not necessarily a safe or cozy place. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to become discouraged. Sure. That, that, that's just not even hard. And, um, I feel like with just a little bit of encouragement, whether it's from a stranger that um, can make you aware that God sees you. Like when a stranger speaks encouragement into my life, that to me is so divine. Mm -hmm. Like God just put this stranger in my path. Or whether it's from an intimate friendship that sees you and knows you well, um, that can also be, um, you know, just when when I get encouragement, it feels straight from the Lord. Like the Lord used this person. It is through my friendships. It is through those random words Mm -hmm. that I feel he sees me. Mm -hmm. And so with all the discouragement that can, that we could so easily fix on if Mm -hmm. we allowed ourselves, these simple words of encouragement, I feel like can so many times get us back on track, you know, get us back to the way um, that God is intending, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that reminds me of when I said earlier that encouragement and flattery are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like encouragement gets our life back on track, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes more than your hair looks nice or you have a servant's heart. It's yeah, 
And and while those are great things, sometimes encourage. Well, okay, what about sir? Encouragement can be like a gentle rebuke. Yes, sure. I mean, if, if okay, so if encouragement is about getting our lives back on track and getting back to what God intended, it's gonna be maybe speaking life into someone when they're ready to give up. It might be kind of redirecting them if they're getting off track. And that might be more than just, I think you're great. I think you're right. I think, wow. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really, really, oh, okay. But what about this? If you're not telling me my hair looks nice and I have a servant's heart, I don't really want your rebuke. Do you think that's accurate? Right. I do. Yeah. I mean, I do. if you're not speaking nice words into me, I don't know that I would accept your direction. Yeah, I feel like speaking life-giving words, you know, like, screw you if your hair looks nice. If it does, and yours does, <laughs> by the way, everyone should see this hair. Um, That's great. But speaking life-giving affirmation, I feel like then allows you the legitimacy to rebuke. Great word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, and it's just niceties. That's just so authentic. I mm-hmm. love it. And that's how we really become invested into each other's lives and mm-hmm. each other's missions. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mm-hmm. really, really good. That's really powerful. But I, you know, what are the what are the things keeping us from okay, let's talk about this. What about this? Let's talk about specifically what are the things that keep us from giving true, honest encouragement? Well, I mean, we're worried about what others are going to think of us. Absolutely. Pleasing men. Yep. Not worried. Um, I don't, you know, could it be that sometimes we feel like maybe it's not something the person wants to hear? Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. We start to maybe analyze what we feel called to say mm-hmm. instead of just saying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so fear of rejection. Sure. You know, um, what about just leading too packed of a life mm-hmm. to make space for it. Yes. You know, to make space to yeah send the text. Or- well, and truly that can feel overwhelming. I mean, we're talking about this today and we are going to each encounter 50 people today. We could technically encourage all of them. I feel like that's mm-hmm. where we need to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading mm-hmm. on like where we really need to focus our energy. Yeah, invest. You know, yeah. yeah that's really good. Um, what are the things that keep us from receiving encouragement? Yeah, just having the wrong just having the wrong identity or mm-hmm. not knowing our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. not believing who we are in him. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. You know, I had a long it was a really I feel like it took me a long time to receive the encouragement from my spouse mm. because I felt like I didn't know I wasn't confident in who I was in Christ and so like when he would give me truthful compliments about how I looked or about how I was with our kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just assumed, oh, he has to say that you because have me. To say that. Yeah, he's my spouse. Mm-hmm. Until one day he sat me down and he's like, my yes is my yes. I'm not going to say something to you that's just not true. Yeah. Like anyway, yeah. that was really it was just helpful to to really identify, okay, who I am in yeah. Christ is not who I'm living. Like I'm not living yeah. that life right now. Yeah. I'm living the lies of the world, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or comparing myself to others and right. So Um, you know, I think another part of encouragement, and maybe this is like too obvious to even say, is that it needs to be truthful. Sure. Yeah. Like if you are, let's say you're leaving a sermon 
and you want to encourage your pastor, but it was a terrible sermon. <laughs> yes. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't do any good. I'm, I'm trying to think of a better example because that's not. No, right. but you're right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. encouragement really needs to be truthful. Well, and I feel like that is kind of what I was suggesting with flattery because mm-hmm. why are you telling your pastor that mm-hmm. like if, if you know the sermon wasn't good and you're still saying something are you saying it because you want to get noticed like yeah. you want your pastor to know hey I was at church today there's a desire to ascend there yeah or something yeah when the gospel is constantly telling us to descend right yeah. so yeah interesting um okay well any parting thoughts anything anything we didn't cover I think as we've been talking about this lifestyle of encouragement, I think about the gym as kind of being a microcosm of that. Oh my gosh, yes. Way to bring it on back around to the hey. beginning. We talked, we started off talking yes. about the gym. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. Um, I know it's only an hour of our lives, but that is such a time of encouragement for me, mm-hmm. especially when we're working out in community with friends. Mm-hmm. It's not for me a competition. It's mm-hmm. just encouraging to watch mm-hmm. friends work their hardest. It helps me work my hardest. Absolutely. Um, so that's just something that's kind of been on my mind. You know, it, if I were to walk in and, and if she had everything written on the board that we were doing, mm-hmm. I would, if it weren't for y'all, I would turn right back around oh, and rock right back out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but y'all make me, y'all just strengthen me for my race. I think about, you know, speaking of microcosm, the things that you're good at and the things that I'm good at, the things that she's good at, the things that, you know, we're all, we all, we have different strengths and weaknesses. Like I can do burpees for days. Mm-hmm. Give me the burpees, mm-hmm. you know? And so in that time. We hate you because of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, there's a flip side. But, um, but during that time, you know, if someone's struggling through burpees, I'm like, Come on, girl. Mm-hmm. One more for each kid. You That's got true. this. Let's go. Yep. You know, one yep. for the father, one for the son, one for the Holy Spirit. You got this. You know, change directions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then it's my turn because I am sucking wind watching you guys run. It. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm so poor mm-hmm. at that. But I hear someone's footsteps behind me. I hear someone's footsteps ahead of me. And y'all are the ones that let me know I can do this. Yes. You know? Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's a sweet time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that just kind of came to mind for me, um, just the Holy Spirit kind of has been convicting me. We've talked a lot about encouraging encouraging others, encouraging people we don't know, encouraging people just kind of in our sphere. But I am not quick to encourage those closest to me, namely my spouse. Mm. You know, at the end of a long day, I feel like I've encouraged my three kids for everything from wiping their nose to getting their own water cup. Yeah. Kind of spent, but it's the person that I love the most. You use the bathroom. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. (laughs) You ate the nugget. (laughs) Yeah. So by the time that Adam gets home, I'm kind of just ready to be. Um, I don't know, a complainer. I'm ready to vent. I'm ready to veg. I'm not ready to give him my best self and to encourage. Mm. And he deserves that encouragement from me um, for how much he does for our family. So just remembering to encourage those closest to us. Wow. That is so good, sister. Yay. It's so important. Um, One thing that I kind of want to close with, um, Seth was, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it really was transformative in um, how I viewed many of my relationships 
Seth was in residency at the time and he was working under a doctor who he really admired. And I don't remember the department, but, and I don't even know if this was professional or personal or how this came up. And, but Seth came home with this story is the point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it really transformed a lot of my relationships, like I said, but he was talking about how, um, there are a lot of people who will be with you when you're down and out. Um, there, I mean, a stranger will pull over and help you change your tire. Mm -hmm. So there, there are a lot of people for that. Um, but when you think about people who enjoy your successes Mm. and people who celebrate with you, um, the circle kind of gets smaller. Um, if you were to win the lottery or if you were to get a spot on Oprah or if you, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is yeah. that's, you know, exciting and, and a sign of winning mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. if you will, um, whatever that thing is, how many, who are the people that if you called and told them they would jump up and down with you and it can be discouraging because a lot of times those people are not the people that they air quote should be. Mm-hmm. It might not be your mom. It might not be your sister. It might not be your longest friend, you know, your oldest friend. Um, it might be somebody that you met two years ago. It might, you know, and so, but when you can look at the people who are truly encouraging you to stay on your path and to run it wildly, um, when you can identify those people that are natural and true encouragers of you, that's where you invest. Mm. And so, so many of my energies have been directed that way. People um, that really care about my my mission and who God's calling me to be. That's great. I think too, and this has come up a lot with us, you and me specifically, is you know, Jesus called three of his disciples into the garden. Mm-hmm. He didn't call all 12. Right. And as I've meditated on that and considered what was it about them? Cause I want, I want to be that. Mm-hmm. I want to be a, a Peter or a James or a John. What characteristics did they have that said that, that Jesus said, I want you with me. Right. What is it? And I don't, I don't know the answers to that. None of us do, but I can't help but think that, and granted they fell asleep and kind of butchered the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go guys. (laughs) But I can't help but think that one of their qualities must have been encouragement. So um, any scripture we can part with? Um, I think you had a favorite. Yes. My favorite is Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I love that we're healing in that. Mm-hmm. You have no idea who you might be helping on their path to healing. Right. With your words. Words last. Words matter. You're right. They do. All right. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks for being such an encouragement to me. Oh, same here. I pray I'm the same encouragement to you that you are to me because my life is rich because of you. Oh, what kind? Well, I feel encouraged. Yay. <laughs> Signing off. Love you. Bye.
And now a word from our sponsors, 10.9 Co., a company creating the most lovely and lasting door designs to welcome your guests and warm your home gets its name from John 10.9, which says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I ordered my door wreath for the Easter season and I absolutely love it. Now I just need one for every occasion. Custom made with talent and care. Be sure to check out 10.9 Co. and follow them on Instagram. Instagram at 10.9co. That's T-E-N number 9-C-O. And Empower Fitness. Empower Fitness is a functional fitness gym that teaches people how to move properly and encourages and inspires and motivates its members to reach any goal they set their minds to. Exciting classes in a supportive environment. You can even come and do yoga with yours truly. Check out their website at www.empowerfitness.org for more information. My best friend and I certainly don't have all the answers, but that's never stopped us when it comes to matters of the heart from trying to comprehend, evaluate, analyze, apply, and synthesize. Wait, is that Bloom's taxonomy? I knew we were onto something. This is me, my best friend Kristen, and your questions. Hi, Bethy. Hi. Um, I just got finished talking to Ashley about encouragement. Mm, I love her. She's such a good encourager. Um, I, as she kind of made me think about that topic more in a more detailed way, I realized that, um, my favorite friendships are ones that are encouraging ones. So I think it's a bigger Mm. aspect of things than we think. Absolutely. You're one of my primary encouragers, beefy beef. You too. We so beefy. (laughs) Um, you made a distinction that I think is an important one. Um, and it didn't come up in the interview at all. But it's about how encouragement leads to... Encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, I think that my story is that um, when I was younger, I mean, I can distinctly remember times in high school of feeling like I should call someone and feeling like that might be random or out of the blue or uncomfortable for that person and or me. I can distinctly remember like being nervous by the phone, wondering if I should do it, and then making the phone call and every single time that I can remember the person was um, just needed to talk or needed to hear what I had to say. I mean, now I would recognize that as the Holy Spirit stirring in me and uh, I was just um, accidentally being obedient. But for me, um, learning to follow that instinct and then see the fruit of that act um has led me to be more encouraging because now I don't think twice about it. But so what I would say is that sometimes um, when you have the instinct to be encouraging or just um, reach out to someone um, to just do it, even if it's uncomfortable, and the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes when you start to see the reaction of the people that you're touching. That it matters. Yeah. 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 And then when we allow the Holy Spirit to move freely in our midst that way, whether it's encouraging strangers or diving deep into what we're discerning in our friendships and, and pushing them along, you know, this path of discipleship. Um, you know, we allow ourselves, we allow the body of Christ to become pointers in each other's right. life, which is a Rachel Lovett 
thing that I just love so much. She said that as friends and as a body of Christ, we become the pointers to say, okay, that's God. That's not God. That's God. Right. That's not God. And, you know, one thing that came up in the interview is how easy it is to be discouraged in this culture. Um, but when we follow those tugs, those holy tugs to encourage one another, we can stay on track. Well, and it's such an opportunity, I think, to witness um, and to share the light because there's so many times I can think that the thing that pops into my head right now is I literally yesterday saw my very pregnant neighbor sprinting down the street after her two-year-old. <laughs> I stopped my car. I was trying to figure out if I should go and chase him or if I should send my eight-year-old to go chase him. Um, and anyway, she caught him right in that moment. <laughs> and the whisper for me when I got back inside was reach out to her. Like mm. she's exhausted. Mm. She's embarrassed because she her kid her wasn't listening. Yeah. Who, <laughs> who knows what was happening in those pants? But, <laughs> but um, that's kind of a silly example, but mm. I think it meant a lot to her. And it mm. wasn't about that. Then we started this other conversation. She's about to have her third kid. She's scared to death. Mm. Um, and it just kind of developed some intimacy um, over text yesterday. And then this mm. morning we had another conversation in her front yard about um, professional issues. And so anyway, it's just um, just letting people know that you see them yeah. and that you will make the space to um, let them know that and hear them after you see mm -hmm. them, I think is such a mm -hmm. gift. Um, not that your neighbor's necessarily in need of conversion, but I've always said <laughs> that conversion happens when you know that somebody gives a darn about you. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of professional. So this is what our question is today. She says, I love my female coworkers. We really do get along very well, but due to the sometimes competitive nature of our work, I can tell that's what's missing in our relationship is encouragement. Do you have any ideas for this considering our culture? I think she means like work culture. Right, right. Well, work is this whole unique um, beast, but I don't know that it should be. I mean, I think that we should be disciple first, a friend second, mm -hmm. coworker third. Mm -hmm. um, That's good. I can speak from my workplace experience that I just think that sometimes um, – especially in a hierarchical work environment, um, we sometimes confuse kindness and encouragement with weakness. Yeah. And it's just not. And it might be something that, um, reverting back to the 40-year-old episode, that just takes some time to get comfortable with, mm -hmm. um, that you don't have to be feared to be respected. Um, but That's I think so that, um, you know, Support and kindness and encouragement shouldn't stop when you pull up at your office. Yeah. You know, in in our culture, we're constantly told to make a name for ourselves, to ascend, to climb, um, to carve out our own space, to be independent. And the counterculture, you know, um, kingdom perspective is to descend and to be desperately needy. And, right. um, you know, servants don't make names for themselves. So I think that in the, those relationships, you know, if you want encouragement, be encouraging. I mean, that's kind of, I guess, the obvious cliche answer is to be the change. If you Absolutely. want kindness, be kind, but go first, you know, be, be an encourager. And then in that way, um, because it is so countercultural, you allow yourself to be the shining light and then you get to evangelize because people are going, something's different about you, girl. Right. And that just goes <laughs> back to what we talked about at the beginning, that it's going to be uncomfortable the first time, mm -hmm. but then you're going to see the fruits of that. And all of a sudden it won't even be something that you have to think about. And then your work culture is 
completely changed. It's really cool. Yeah. I like it. Yay. Good. Right on, Beefy. Word to the bird. Lubella is my friend from junior high. She won every science fair there ever was. We lost touch for a while until Facebook intervened. And now that we're reunited, it is all my pleasure to log on and see Lubelle win the internet day after day. Richard is the morning security guard in my office. He works the 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift at 55 Wad Drive and then goes a few miles down the road to another building owned by the same management company and works a second shift from 2.30 to 10 p.m. After his 16-hour day, Richard drives home to a very late dinner with his wife while his two sons are already in bed. He sleeps for five hours and then repeats. He is grateful for the job, the benefits, and the good fortune that he has the weekends off to spend with his family while his wife works as a weekend nanny for a wealthy family in the largest house he has ever seen. Richard is from South Africa, and although he is shaped like a teddy bear, he has a voice like Sidney Poitier. Richard and I became friends when he insisted that I park in the first floor visitor spot in the mornings I arrive at the office at an absurd hour. He didn't feel comfortable with me parking higher up in the garage and walking through the sky bridge alone into the main building. Park close, come through the front door, and be safe, he told me. Just move the car later so I don't have to ticket you. I told him I appreciated it and more mornings than I care to admit. Richard and I high five at 6 a.m. as we both start our work days. Through the year that Richard has been working at the building, I have shared with him everything from egg rolls to half a pecan pie to a gently used jacket for his wife and children's coloring books I grab in the dollar section at Target for his kids. He makes sure I never have to open a door, am safe on his watch, and calls me out when I'm rude and too busy looking at my phone to say hello. Richard is a great friend. I'll just say January 2018 was not the easiest in the history of my life. Long days at the office, short nights at home, glorification of busy, worry about the health and happiness of my loved ones. I arrive in the office and warily wave at Richard and run past him hours later as I rush off to another meeting. He asks if I'm okay, and I mainly said, I woke up this morning, and he again calls me out and says, and how blessed is that? I very politely blow him off and run to the next meeting to do my to my ever never-ending to-do list. On Monday, as I hurried past him to start my week, Richard said, Ubuntu, Lubel, bring back your Ubuntu. The man could have been speaking Greek to me, but I had no time that morning to get clarification. Buntutu? What did he say? This morning the same thing happened. Bring back your Ubuntu. This time I stopped and turned back to the security desk. What did you say? You have Ubuntu in abundance. Bring it back when you are tired and weary. Your Ubuntu will give you strength. What does that mean? I asked. Richard winked. Ah, you can now, as you Americans say, look it up. I smiled, rolled my eyes at Richard, and scrambled to my next meeting. Tonight I had a moment, and instead of checking emails or watching ER on Hulu, I looked up Ubuntu. The belief that we are defined by our compassion and kindness to others. I have that in abundance 
and to bring it back will make me strong when I am weary? Well, hot damn. Not sure if it will make me strong, but this evening it did make me grateful for that compliment, for that perspective, for my friend Richard. Ubuntu. We all have it, and let's bring it back not only when we're weary, but always. I know I will, especially tomorrow morning when I bring my buddy some donuts, not worry about getting to my desk right away, and just ask him how his month is going, how his family is, and to thank him for his Ubuntu. Getting letters from my grandkids is what is hardest. It doesn't seem right, a baby encouraging this old lady. When I think about how I feel, it is shame. But they don't see it that way. They tell me to stay strong and stay brave and that they love me. So that's what I've got to do. Stay strong, stay brave, and love them right back. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Dear God, thank you for the many gifts, the mercy and grace that you show us each day. Patience and understanding, strength and wisdom. You are a giver, a generous giver. And God, our prayer is that all these gifts be manifested within us, and then freely given to the people that you put before us each day. Our words can tear people down and build people up. Help us, God, to choose to give life today with continuous encouragement so that your name is glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for this episode, a special thank you to Chan Redfield for music, Ashley Jenkins, Kristen Kelly, Lubel Cruz Gaelic, Priscilla Aguilar, and Pamela Anthony Cutright. Email us your questions at centersaintsister at gmail.com. Keep in touch on Facebook at Allison M. Sullivan and Instagram and Twitter at Allison M. Sully. And be sure to catch the mini episode for extras.